Hey guys, have I got a treat for you. I had the great opportunity to sit down with super agent Ed Barry and hear his story, how he went from a small town in Eminence, Kentucky, graduating class 38 to now representing some of the biggest names in the NFL. Unbelievable story. You're going to love his energy, enthusiasm, and passion. It was a great honor to sit down with him and a great honor to call him a friend. Enjoy this interview. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money with a new special guest. You know we do this every once in a while, bring out just unique individuals that I find incredibly special that can provide value in your life. And have I got a doozy for you today? Because of time, we're going to cut right to it. I want to welcome Mr. Ed Barry to the podcast today. Ed, let's face it, is all by all accounts a super agent now. <laughs> Laughing at that, but he is. Uh, I'll let him in- introduce himself a little bit, but give you a little bit of background. Ed uh, currently uh, represents uh, some names that you might know in the NFL, such as uh, our favorite friend of the show, Mr. Will Levis, uh, Bryce Young, Saquon Barkley. Uh, let's see. Do you still rep Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, definitely. Still rep Aaron and Rodgers. his Achilles, both and his yep. Achilles. Yep. We'll talk about that. Uh, so Ed, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, Ed. Uh, so <clears throat> for those of you who are wondering, Ed is a UK grad. Um, graduated undergrad 2013. Got his MBA in 2014. Is a, also was a wide receiver for the University of Kentucky. Um, our connection comes from the University of Kentucky, him being uh, uh, getting his MBA. Uh, obviously, we have a great friend in Will as well, and so a lot of connections there. And I've had the great privilege of getting to know Wed, uh, Wed, Ed over the last <laughs> couple, of, uh, couple of years. So again, welcome to the show. Ed. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, let's get right into it. I, you're from a small town in Kentucky yep. called Eminence, Kentucky. Eminence, Kentucky. How many? E M I N E N C E. How many in your graduating class? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight kids. Yep. How does a kid from yep. Eminence, Kentucky, yep. get to first of all the University of Kentucky sure. to play wide receiver in a Division One Power Five program? Yep. How does that happen? Yeah, I mean, I was decent at football, right? And I, I was decent. We were Class A uh, football, still our Class A football. At the time when I graduated, we were the smallest school in the state of Kentucky with an 11-man football team. I mean, you're 30, like 30% of your kids in your class, Yeah, are, I mean, obviously not. You're 38 yeah. in your graduating class, yeah. so what is yeah. that? Yeah, no, we would, filled, we would fill the team of, you know, 28, 29 guys and, and you know— Six, seven guys for sure going both ways all game. Unreal. Yeah. I, you know, was was decent. Had a few looks. Had a few opportunities. Took my visits to Kentucky, Louisville, Purdue, Harvard, and Columbia. Okay. Throughout Harvard and Columbia. Because, again, I was an 18-year-old kid who knew he was going to go to the NFL. Absolutely. So it was a no-brainer. 100%. I'm going to come play in the SEC. Yeah. Going to come play at Kentucky. Of those five schools that I was looking at, that was the best football school Made the choice then. Pretty practical, honest guy, logical guy. Um, Going to the NFL, hundred <laughs> percent. So I, I, I get, I get to Kentucky, and uh, I'm like, okay, look, if the math and the numbers say one to two guys per year are going to go to NFL from this team, okay, I can play with these guys, 
but th- that the math ain't math and for me to be one of the two right mm. so like i'm probably not going to do that so then what am i going to do what what's going to happen what's what is plan b if i'm not going to go to the nfl and is that when the idea of becoming <clears throat> Uh, on the business side of football started to take root? Honestly, no. So, so I mean, pretty quickly, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty logical, practical guy. Once I got to Kentucky and saw, okay, I, I got the ability to play with these guys, but, like, I, I'm not going to make it to the next level. Um, I didn't even didn't even know what agent was. I didn't even know that agent exists. I'm, you know, from rural America, a small hick town in Kentucky, and I was like, I didn't know what age. I didn't know. Didn't even know that was a business. So the natural progression for me was after my freshman year, I was like, I'm gonna go be Kirk Herbstreit. I'm gonna be Adam Schefter. Yeah, okay. I love sports. I'm gonna go be. I like to talk. I'll, I'll go do sports media. You know, like I, I could do that. And then the agent thing really for me was. My college roommate, one of my best friends, I was best man at his wedding, he was best man at my wedding, was Randall Cobb, another Kentucky graduate, another guy that came to Kentucky. Now, let me interject, because yeah. I want to go back. So, But he's a year, in yep. school, was a year older than you. Yep. So, and Randall Cobb was, I mean, fantastic. To, he was dude. an unbelievable yep. player Stunned. here at University of Kentucky. So you show up on campus and you befriend Randall Cobb. Like, how did that transpire? Yeah, I mean, I mean look, here's the truth, right? Here's the reality. If he didn't take my snaps and take my plays, I'd be the guy in the NFL making all the money. I love this. But I but love how the he, humor does not just he die. Was the one who yeah. outshined me a little bit. So I no, the reality was listen, I was his I listen, was his backup. That's listen, the truth, right? Listen, I do CNBC every couple of weeks. <laughs> I have the great privilege of being on television. Yep. And basically, if Jim Cramer did not start Mad Money, I would have been 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent. So <laughs> very, right. very frustrating. Was really hard for me to overcome that, and still want to be friends with this guy. No, look, the truth was, great dude. He's from Tennessee. I was from Kentucky. We kind of just hit it off. We gelled. I, I was his backup. We decided to live together. So I kind of got a, a a passenger seat to the process. Yeah. To the recruitment process. To the you know. So so stop right there. Yeah. Okay, it's just so people understand. Randall Cobb, if you're not a University of Kentucky fan. I know many of the people who listen to podcasts are. You yep. know that name. If you don't, Randall Cobb was an incredible receiver yeah. at University of Kentucky. Yes. Highly uh, yep. touted as one of you yep. know coming out one of yep. the best receivers. So when you say go along the the process, what you're talking about and this I've only learned sure. going alongside and observing sure. Will going through this is agents Clamor. They start. They come on. They're on campus. They're calling. They're going after and saying, okay. And then you're, okay, starting to go, who do I sign yep. with? What does this look like? Yep. Et cetera. So you were observing that. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing at that moment you were like, wow, yeah. this is something I could do. No like, doubt. So so he it's his true junior year, so the first year that you're eligible to declare for the draft. Uh, and he's the best dude on the planet. He's a great guy. And so everybody's process looks different. And what his process was, he told everybody that was seriously talking to him, he said, let me get through the season. Different time, right? Yeah. There was no Instagram. There was no TikTok. No there NIL. Was no 100%. Yeah. Let me get through the season and then circle back with me at the end of the year. Only two people 
actually listened to that. Mm. A lot of other people were just blowing him up, never stayed off of him. Kept, you know, so again, I got, I kind of got to see like a lot of these dudes are used car salesmen. A lot of these mm. guys do not care about the player. Mm. It's just a name on a list. Mm. It's just a hey, I'm going to call him. I hear he's ranked. Randall was an All American. Randall, you know, Randall was as you said a highly touted guy. Could have been a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Like went in the second round. So he the the two guys that that actually listened to what he said and didn't blow him up and didn't bother him and then came back at the end of the season, I got got kind of got to hear them do their pitch, give their thing, and and so for me, I, exactly what you just said, I was like, this could be interesting, um, and and in that time, I ended up. I, I, I sat through the process and, and got to see it. When I graduated undergrad and went to get my master's, I got really serious about my faith. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be an evangelist. Like, like this is what I'm going to do. And I kind of felt like God say to me, what, what about what you saw you know, a, a year ago? What if you did that, but you helped the guys that you work with be better men, mm. be better husbands, be better brothers, be better fathers. Like, what if you were authentic? What if you were real? What if you cared? What if you... And I was like, man, I could I could do that. Like, I, I could get excited about that. So and, and, you're, you're fast-forwarding a little <clears throat> bit because the very first time yeah. I met yep. you was a weird situation. Yeah. I attended an event <laughs> yeah. that I would never attend. And I mean, just no, it was weird. I had RSVP'd to something. I mean, I drove up texting my wife going, I will be out of here immediately. <laughs> I have no desire to be here. I'm sorry. Yep. You spoke and Will was going through the yeah, process. No and what you just subtly, not subtly, but what you just kind of synopsis of what you just discussed there in your faith was what you shared from sure. a podium sure. in front of a college faculty and sure. staff, which if you know anything about faculty and staff at universities <laughs> yes, today, <sir>. that was interesting. <laughs> yes, sir. And I was like, I love this guy. Yep. And hence, you know, uh, I, I immediately thought very highly of you. But, okay, but again, I want to go through the steps. Yeah. Randall, who did Randall sign with? Randall ended up signing with a guy named Jimmy Sexton that had his own company at that point in time. And I think it was ARM, Athlete Resource Management or something, or something like that. But it was ARM was the company that he went with. And was <clears throat> I'm just curious, this whole, this whole world fascinates me. Was Randall's parents involved, the family? I mean, everybody felt good about this decision. And, hey, this is the route we're going. And he did that. Yeah, I mean, again, a little more, you know, so this was now 2011. So again, not to age Randall and I, but you know, like like back in the day, you know, this was more than 10 years ago. So parents weren't as heavily involved. I think that's kind of like a new trend that that, that parents are running the process and and very heavily involved. You know, this was this was 110% mom and dad were in the mix, mostly Randall making the decision Mm. and mom and dad there as like advisors to say like, hey, we really like that guy. That guy seems legit type of a thing. But I mean, it's like, me and Randall back at the house. He's a junior. I'm a sophomore. What did you? He's think? asking your what opinion. What did you think yeah. about that guy? Yeah, like, sure. man, and, and again, I, I remember those conversations of like, man, that dude seemed cool. Like that dude seemed legit. Yeah. He seemed put together. He seemed like he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, you know, like, but that that was it was uh, much more. You know. A ninety-minute presentation, and then you make a decision. Yeah. Which in in today's day and age, in twenty twenty-three, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy for me to think that like you meet with somebody one time for ninety and minutes, you make and then you pass judgment to be like that's the guy I'm putting my hands, in, you know, my, my my life in their hands. Well, so again, I have so many questions, and I, and I want to make sure I stay on task. So at some <laughs> point in time, I mean, you get your degree, yes, sir. Now, 
you are ultimately part of one of the largest agencies yes, in the world yep. currently. Creative yep. Arts Agency, CAA, yes, offices all over the world, just an unbelievable force in the industry. It seems chicken and egg. Yeah. Did you join CAA and get Randall? Did you go to Randall and go, I need your help getting into CAA? Like, tell, walk me through this. Absolutely. So kind of all of the above on that. So I'm a sophomore in college when he picks them and gets drafted. Okay. So I had three more years of school that I needed to finish up and do. So I finished my undergrad. I go get my master's. Right out of master's, you have to go sit, kind of like the bar, you have to go sit for a test that's administered by the Players Association, NFLPA contract certified advisor exam. Set for that, took that. I started my own company. So I started my own company in 2014, and really? I did that for for about a year. So right out of the gate, <clears throat> after getting your <clears throat> MBA yep. and becoming a licensed agent, yep. you start your own business. Yep. I love Start it. my own business. And again, sounds a lot sexier than it really was, right? It was... Oh, Com- I get it. Company Tr- of one. I started like, this business. 100%. I know how like, that works. It was founder yeah. and janitor. Like, no, and- no, the business <clears throat> cards are not printed yet, but yep. they're coming. Yep. Side note, print business cards. 100%. <laughs> yeah. so, so did that, started my own company. I started working with Randall. I started okay. working with him on the side to like help him get endorsement deals. Ah. So now he's in the NFL. He's playing for the Green Bay Packers. How could I put a couple bucks in his pocket? How mm. could I NIL but for the NFL? So you know, how could, what, what deals So how did I that do? work with the agent? Yep. The, the I mean, Jimmy going, whoa, what's, sure. the, what's this deal? Sure. What's this dude doing? Yeah, no doubt. So in, in the NFL, you kind of think about you got your on-the-field money, so your on-the-field contract and, and all the money that you can make with the team, mm-hmm. and then your off-the-field money that you could make. Endorsements. Um, in, in, 100% and so forth, a commercial. Yeah. Will Levis doing the, the Hellman's deal. Yeah. And, and the, those Lifelong mayonnaise. 100%. Yep. Um, and so like, how did it work? They probably at the time were like, this is just an annoying little kid that is amounts to nothing and will do nothing. So right. who cares, right? Let sure. him piddle around. That would be my, you know, it's his best friend. You know, like don't rock the boat. He's not going to do did anything. Did you get any good deals for him? I had a hundred percent had a couple cool deals. I mean, like the biggest financial deal that we got probably was like a memorabilia deal up in Green Bay. Um, you know, where he got paid to go do a couple signings and stuff like that. Uh, so did that for like a year at the time in your own company. Yes. So you're you're like okay, I'm making a go with this. Yeah. So I didn't know this. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yep. you're I got making it a go. I got Randall. <clears throat> I'm doing some side deals or whatever. And then how does the how yeah. does the CAA? My mindset of, at the time was like I'm David taking on Goliath. Yeah, of course. Right. Why like not? like I'm gonna make it. It's I'm gonna make a way. Like I'm gonna be able to kill it. I'm gonna be able to do it. I'm just gonna grind harder than everybody. What 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 kind of happened was. That group that Randall went with got acquired by CAA. So, again, I still knew them. I still stayed in touch with them. And in 2015, Jimmy, he called me and he was like, would you be interested in building out our football group in New York? And, again, I'm this country dude from Eminence, Kentucky. Do I want to go to New York where there's more people in one building than in my whole town? Like, you know, could I do that? Is is that – so, I mean, it was a big fork in the road for me. So, where, CAA, I know they're – traditionally they were in the general artist community. Yes. Right? The pop stars and so forth. Yes. And so – that this is what year is this? So 2011, they started their sports business. 2015 was when they approached me about building out their football division yep. in New York. Yep, unbelievable. Yep, and you had one client literally. 
and, and I had and, other clients at the time that were like bouncing in and out of the NFL, like wow. fringe guys. So three or four guys. So he, I mean, but so Jimmy, yeah. s- saw something in you. Gave basically who's gave this you annoying first kid that, yeah. that's chomping at our heels? That's and he's 100%. like, let's let him build out our NFL yeah, division. Help with that. So at the time, <laughs> I didn't know that they acquired another agency that was going to place another another employee in New York as well. Ah. So it then ended up being the two of us in New York. We built that out from 2015 to 2021 to eight football employees in New York. Now most of us is dispersed. I moved down to Atlanta, and a lot of those folks have either gone to Nashville, Atlanta, Memphis, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 2015, there were two of us. By 2021, we had eight built. Did you out negotiate in New York. any equity on the <clears throat> football side of CAA? I hope so. At 25, do you need an agent? Yeah, I do. Uh, do, do we, I do. do we need I to, definitely. Do we need to talk about not. your financial advisor? Yeah, here? we we do. 100. <laughs> percent I definitely needed advice. I definitely needed. No, at, at 25. I was just like thrilled like, to have absolutely. an opportunity. Yeah. I was thrilled to have a shot. It was more like, is this the best move for me or the best position for me? Mm. And it was actually going to do something that I didn't think I wanted to do. So I got that contract license, and they were asking me if I wanted to start working on the off-the-field stuff, start doing the endorsements, start doing the off-the-field stuff. And and really where I netted out was I, I was really wrestling, do I go and be David and take on Goliath and fight him? But I really felt in the end kind of God was saying to me, like, if you if what you say your true goal is is to impact as many people as you can, CAA is going to give you the ability and the opportunity to be in front of more people. Absolutely. So I bit the bullet. I jumped out of the boat, and I moved to New York City at 25 in 2015 yeah. and started working at CAA, started building that group, and, and again, was exposed and have been um, – you know, I was on a, on a panel uh, – Two weeks ago in Austin, Texas, with uh, Bob Iger, uh, Greg Sankey, and Jimmy Pitaro. Uh I'm the out, I'm the outlier. I'm the ugly pimple mm. of like why on earth would I be with those guys speaking about uh, NIL and and what the future of NIL holds? You know, again, CEA has been amazing to me to 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 place me in those type of positions. So. I this is great. I knew very little of this backstory. Yeah. I've not heard this. I've yeah. never seen this written yep. anywhere. Yep. So this is you're I'm getting a low this. key guy. I'm a low well, key guy. Well, no, I mean what I hear is Aaron Rodgers and now who you rep. So I mean, come on, low key. You're not low key, bud. <laughs> not, but your history of this trajectory. This is exactly why I do this. Hundred percent. Because you you have this passion. Yep. You have this desire. Our listeners are going to uh, – listen, I, I, I don't hide from the fact that, I, that many of us on this show are people of faith. And, yeah. and, you know, the whole show has come to fruition from the very beginning because it was our desire, how do we reach more people? Come how on. do we expand, you know, expand our, our reach to really service people? It's how it all developed. But there's a common thread with interviewees sure. you know, that sure. come on, and it's a lot of that. Sure. And, and, and to see how their, their careers or their futures develop. But – uh, I, I it, it's amazing to me. You you said you know I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to yep. go into my own business. I'm going to do this, and it was almost like that step of faith. Yeah, allowed the door to be opened for something much greater. No question. And you had to put your pride aside. Yep. And say, okay, my name's not yep. going to be on the 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 building. Yep. My name might be in the door in the yep. business card, but it's not going to be in the building. And but it gives me a greater reach. No question. Now. I, again, from my vantage point, learning this is amazing, but I knew you as the guy who 
had Aaron Rodgers. Sure. So how did that come to sure. fruition? To circle back on what you said, like my story, literally my whole life story is the more that I've stepped out and 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 given to God, the more that he's answered and given me exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. Mm. So the more that I've lifted him and elevated him, the more that he's lifted me and elevated. The more that I've taken risks for him and the more that I've said, hey, this is who I am 24-7, 365, the more that he said, you can take more. You can have more ground. You can have a better this. You can have a better that. So 110%. Mm. AR, um, I signed him in 2007. Yeah, can, can can I call him AR? Sure, absolutely. Okay, AR, I mean, we just we just Ocho, elevated to like. I right, mean, I'm just saying like we're Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, but absolutely. AR. I mean, AR, AR, all <laughs> the above. All right, yes, all right. I signed him in two. The story is crazy. I signed him in 2017 when I was 27. So no, absolutely no reason that a guy like that that he would at the time he would have been 34, two time NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. So how, why? Why did I'm he saying, do it? Like no reason that he that he should that he would. We were we so he was playing for Green Bay at the time and Randall was playing for Green Bay at the time. We we were going Aaron and I knew each other. We had been been around each other. We had hung out a handful of times because of Randall. Yep, I would you're say at the games, you're hanging yep, out or Kentucky Derby or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would say we were acquaintances. I would not say that we were friends. He and, knew who I was. And you are now at CAA. I'm now at CAA. Been there for two years now. So Building I'm working, out the grinding, hundred percent. Okay. Yep. We're on errands. We're we're go, we're flying to Randall Cobb's bachelor party, and one of Randall's friends looks at Aaron and says, "Hey, are you with Ed too? Like, are you with Ed like Randall is?" And I just go without missing a beat. Nobody should be. Just kind of being like that's my personality. Like this. nobody should be. He takes a pause and he goes, "Well, yeah. I mean, that's something that I would think about." And I was just like, what? <laughs> so like, so you didn't, there was no bachelor party for you. You were like grinding. business planning. How am I going to work? This? I mean, all I, in my mind, I'm just like, what? So what do I do? What just happened? <laughs> like, what do I do? Like, yeah. literally do I? So we, you know, I like, obviously we enjoyed the bachelor party. Him and I kind of talk more and more as just like boys and, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. really hit it off. And yeah. really we're like, we're very like-minded. You know, we see a lot of things the same way, like really felt the connection there on a personal level, which again, as you know, that's, that's my whole business model. That's my whole thing. And so, uh, we get back and then like, I, I just started grinding. I just started pursuing him like, like a date just started. I mean, I just started pursuing him hardcore, like, Hey, you know, what could I do to, and so he narrowed it down to a couple groups. Uh, so what about <clears throat> he wanted to make a change? Yes. Why? So at the time, you know, he felt that he was, um, underexposed that, that he didn't have a lot of stuff going and moving off the field. And he was just kind of like. Dude, I'm a two-time NFL MVP. I'm a Super Bowl champion. Like, literally, what more do I need to do? In 2010, he won the Super Bowl. So this is now 2017, six years after that. And not a lot of new business was mm. was across his plate. So he's just kind of like, what's the deal, man? Like, what's the – and again, there were some deficiencies where we really did feel like we could plug in and we could do a really good job for him if he would give us the opportunity. Um, so we courted him. We had a couple, you know, good meetings with him, and then – he called me after he met with met with our head of CA Sports and, and our CEO and me in New York at, at Carbone. 
Um, and he called me and he you said, just throw that in there, by the way. Just give him a little plug. Just give Carbone a shout out. So <laughs> he, they keep giving us reservations. I know, I know. I, just, you know, I liked you know. how you threw yeah, that in yeah. there, though. <laughs> uh, really great spot. Tough to get a I know, I know, for. I know. It's very difficult. So I'm never eating there, by the way, yeah, next well, time I'm in we'll New York. Right? Okay, no, thank no, you very done. much. <laughs> um, he calls me cell to cell and he said, I need you to fly to my house tomorrow by yourself. This will be the final pitch. If it goes well, we'll see. If not, you're out. So I'm like, crap. I mean, like, this is the first time for me to put my big boy pants on. First time for me to, like, go win this business. I'm freaking out. Absolutely losing my mind. Get my pitch together. Now, okay, but at some point you're going, all right, Lord, this is is why you put me in this position. No question. So, I mean, you were freaking out, but you're Uh, you're ready to go. I'm, I'm very confident in who I am. Very freaking out in the sense that, like, I'm underqualified. Like, I'm not the guy that should get it. Like, it should be the guy that he left to come to me is a legend in the space. And again, like I've said from the beginning, I'm a very honest guy, right? I think I'm the baddest dude walking. I think I'm a great agent. But I'm very honest with myself to be able to say at that point in time at 27, I had no pelts on the wall. Mm. I hadn't done much. I had a great connection with him, and I believed in my plan and my – but, like, I'm going to have to sell him on my plan. You know what I love about your industry is that's not uncommon for athletes. Sure. You know, Tom Brady. Sure. Somebody had to give him a shot. Sure. Aaron, I'm sure – I don't know his career as well as you do. Coming up, somebody had to give him a shot. Yeah. I mean, zero scholarship offers. He went to junior okay, college. Okay, I'm sure. I, right. So there, One offer it's from not Cal. uncommon. In <clears throat> similar in our, I have we have gotten some amazing clients in our business. Yeah. Because and competed against some of the be- sure. biggest names in the industry to get those clients because they respect that someone gave them a shot. No doubt. And, oh, you know what? These guys are going to work harder. They're going to, you know, et cetera. So I love that. No doubt. He wasn't, he wasn't as, he wasn't putting you as negative light as you were probably putting yourself. And you're right. Because I've asked him, well, why, dude, why? He wasn't. It's exactly what you said. Like, you're a dog. I know you're going to grind. I know you're going to hustle. You're my guy. Let's go kill this thing. And so we went up there, did the meeting. I mean, again, like the viewers that know Aaron or kind of know about him and know his, you know, he's a hilarious guy and and he's, he's a hard guy. He's tough, right? He's, he's, he's elite. He's one of those upper echelon athlete guys of all time. And so. So he, we do the meeting and and I wanted to close it. I wanted to close it in the, you know, I wanted to close it in the meeting and I was like, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm closing this thing. So we get to the end and I'm like, so what's the deal? I'm pressing him. I'm pressing him. And he, and he looks me in the eye and he goes, my representation will be at my photo shoot next week. Thanks. So I'm like, well, I didn't get that. Like probably ain't going to get it. You know, he could have told me, you know, he just said my representation will be there. And so I, I left just racking my brain. Like, well, you know what, like what could I have done that's better? Intense. Oh, like, that's, it was super like, that intense. Is, like, that, I mean, I feel like on the same token, I just said that they know they give it a shot. But on the other hand, I feel like he's kind of like going, listen, I'm going to drag this out a little bit because I've gone through it. Now you're going to go through it. Yep. <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, still trying to think, is there any last minute sweetener that I could do to come over the top? And yeah. Da, 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 da. And again, I'll never forget. It's a Sunday. It's father's day. My phone rings. It's him. He calls me. He says, you ready to F and do this? And I was just like, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, this is, this is, like, I said, yes, sir. Like, let's go. I'm going to kill it for you. I love it. And rest is history. And so that was, I'm sure, you, your big move. No question. And CAA's football area big move. No doubt. 
No doubt. That's fantastic. Doesn't get bigger than Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't get doesn't get bigger than him. Arguably the best quarterback that's ever played the game. Uh, was the biggest was the biggest marketing client we had ever signed in our football history. By far was you know what like exactly how you described was a launch pad for me to then be able to put me in rooms that I had no business being in. Now. And we listen. This show, we're not even going to talk about dollar amounts. Sure, we're not talking about any of that because what I want people to understand, this is what's so motivating about your story. Let's go back. Yeah, you came from a high school. Yeah, thirty-eight in your graduating class. Yep. The goal was you're going to play in the NFL. Yep. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you go to UK. You know what? Maybe I won't. Here's the pattern I keep seeing. My goal is here. Yes, sir. Mine, um, if you're not, if you're listening to the podcast, not watching, my 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 arm is in in the sky. My goal is here, so I'm shooting for the the stars. Well, maybe I got to settle for the moon. Sure. But you know what? The moon's pretty darn not good. Not bad, yes, sir. So I'm going to UK. I'm going to play in the NFL. Well, two guys a, a year, maybe not. Maybe I should do something else. You know what? My faith. The Lord's got this opportunity. I'm going to serve. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a pastor. Oh, you know what? Maybe I should be an agent. I, you know what? I'm going to be an agent. I'm going to start my business. Yep. Here we go. I'm shooting yep. for the stars. Well, maybe not. Maybe CAA. Yep. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Why not? I mean, 100%. I love this story. Yes, sir. And here's the deal. I'm sure you've had your down moments. Oh my! I'm gosh. sure you've had your shots. I've been told more. I've been told no more times than I've been told yes. Like absolutely. So. I, 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 if we had more time, I'd circle around on that. I, you, you just know, have to have me back. That's I, all. That and this maybe is. We'll, we'll do that. I, I absolutely Come love on, it. Man. But but here's what I want. Here's one of the things I I question. Okay, yeah. so you get Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And I know. Listen, you you are now going to go to work and kill yourself. Yeah. To make this uh, individual, you're going to take him to the next level. Yep. But at the same time, he's a building block. For more and more business. Sure. So how do you balance the fact that you're now repping one of the greatest quarterbacks yep. ever and you can parlay it sure. into getting the next five sure. greatest players sure. of all time? Sure. Like how does sure. that how does that work? For I mean, again, if you ask ten people, not that ten people could sign a guy like that or that have, but like if you ask ten people that same question, you're probably gonna get ten different answers, right? So my answer and my response, for me, it's just always about being authentic. It's always about being real. So, like, I never looked at it as, like, this is going to lead to that or that this is a stepping stone for that. I always approached every single day, like, if I go knock this out of the park for him, crazy things could happen, Mm. right? Never, like, I'm going to go get these guys because I got Aaron. But, like, if I go do the best job that I possibly can for Aaron – like well, let's see what happens right and so that's what I did I put like just like you said I put my head down grinded it out crushed it and then in 2018 I signed Saquon Barkley who was the number two overall pick ended up winning NFL rookie of the year and at the New York Giants um and, and you know it was just it's just been a snowball effect and and what I've what I've been able to see and witness for my business and my career is just care about the individual and mm. be intentional for the guy that I work with, right? Will's wants, dreams, and desires are different than Aaron's wants, dreams, and desires. And Will's wants, dreams, and desires are different than Jahan Dotson's wants, dreams, and desires. That's different than Randall Cobb's one. And so rather than putting a cookie cutter, a guy in a cookie cutter thing and saying, hey, this is what we do, how could I provide specific value 
to their situation, to their dream, and to their. And so I always view it that any situation, any meeting, any anything that I'm in, what's one thing that I could take away to put on my tool belt? What's one tool that could then help Will? That could then help Jahan? That could then help Aaron? That could then help Randall? That could then help the next guy that I work with, the next guy that I work, you know? And and that's been my approach. So where do things go for from here? for you what are your thoughts what does the future look like that's a great question I mean like I've I've kind of now transitioned a little bit um you know where where most of my major focus was on our off the field business a lot of my focus has shifted towards our on the field business right and so representing a guy like Will on the field with the Tennessee Titans type of a thing again to be completely honest like for me it doesn't really change anything because the deals, whether it be a deal with State Farm or a deal with the Tennessee Titans, that's not what motivates me. That's not even what gets me excited. What motivates me is the relationship. Mm. What motivates me is connecting, meeting you, connecting with you, building a relationship with you. Those are the things that I think's cool. Like I don't wake up in the morning being like, man, I can't wait to negotiate this deal. That's just not me. I, I love to do it. I'm a dog at it. I'm good at it. I, I, I'm going to get you the best of the best. But what excites me is like, what dreams do you got that we can mm. accomplish together? Like, how could I help you? Like, where can I come in with your family? I love getting to know a Mike, a Beth, a, like Claire, Kelly, Claire, you know, Jill. Like, like, how could I get to know? And, and what, like, how could I become an extension of your family that is a real meaningful relationship, right? Ed uh, <clears throat> just named basically all of the Levis uh, family and siblings in yeah. that, that round. You know, it's fascinating for me. So I, three years ago... Will Levis sat in that yeah. seat, and it was a it was an opportunity to interview a guy who's coming to UK. You know, great football player, exceptional human being, mm-hmm. which I learned in an hour of him sitting on that that couch. And then I've had the great privilege because of a blossoming friendship. And I mean, my wife and I love this kid like one of he's one of our own. I, I mean, sure. We, we, we go through the ups, we go yep. through the downs, we're with the family. I mean, it has been one of the greatest adventures and, and an honor for, for us and our family to be part of this. Sure. Where I'm going with this is touch briefly, because this is where I love your, I really do, it's going to sound a little cheesy, but I love your heart. Yes, sir. And you and I have shared texts Absolutely. during some of the highs of yep. these athletes yep. and some of these lows. Absolutely. You have an opportunity to minister. No you, you have an opportunity to pour into no these question. young men. Talk about when they go through these difficult sure. times and your role sure. in that. How do you approach it? Yeah. I mean, the the reality is you got to be consistent if you're on our side of the business. Meaning, just like you said, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And for some of them, it's going to be the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. And it's easy for any, regardless of what business you're in, it's easy for people to be there when everything's going good, when you're throwing 10 touchdowns a game, when you win the Super Bowl. It's easy to show up. It's easy to be there. But are you there when they throw the interception? Are you there when they drop the game-winning touchdown? Are you there when they, you know, one of the things that was a, a great lesson for me as a young man early in the business was the first year that I started working with Aaron, he broke his collarbone. The very first mm. year that I started working with Aaron. I'm 27. I'm a kid. One of a, a, a leader in our company and, and a phenomenal business guy called me and he said, you should get on a plane right now and you should go to Green Bay, Wisconsin. I wasn't thinking about that. I didn't know that. I did that meant the world to him. Mm-hmm. They're at the low moments. And so again, I've now implemented that into, into my business and you know a consistent thing. 
you want to be there for the highest of the highs, but you want to be there for the lower of the lows. And and I and again for me it just all comes back to consistent. Like you the, you need them again for me it's like a family. You need them to know that you're going to be there regardless of what happens. I think a lot of agents kind of fail their guys because the guy's mindset is like, hey, if everything's going good, I can get him. But, like, they're so busy. If something's going bad or if I'm not the guy anymore, it's harder to get in contact mm. with them. Uh, they used to answer all my calls. Now they return it a month later or they don't return it. or the, you know. And so, again, for me, I would take pride in saying, <clears throat> I think if you talk to my guys, whether you were a fifth-round pick, whether you were the first pick, Ed's Ed. I'm me 24-7, 365. I'm consistent. I'm the same yesterday, today, and I'll be the same tomorrow, right? All right, so listen, I know you got to wrap up. Uh, you, you were in town visiting some family, yep. and you spoke on campus, yep. and you carved out some time for us, and you're hopping on a plane, yep. and you're back home. And, uh, you know, to your beautiful wife and your, and your two-and-a-half-year-old and your, and your new eight-month-old, what else? I mean, to wrap things up, Ed, and, and we can't thank you enough for sharing your story and, and your words of wisdom, but what, what else do you want to share with the audience in conclusion? I mean, <clears throat> this was something that I was thinking about like a month ago. Um, I was like, if if I if I got down to the end of my life, and and you were at my funeral, and people were walking around my funeral saying that's the best agent that I've ever seen, I'd be m- mortified. I'd be devastated, right? I, I I want people walking around that man. He was what what a great dad he was. Man, he was a good dude. Man, I love that guy. Man, he was just the best guy ever. Man, he was a good husband. Man, he was a but. The same energy and passion that I take as an agent, you got to reciprocate that same energy to your family, if not greater, right? Mm. And so what I think about is I want to be a great agent. I want to be a good agent, but I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. I want to get home tonight and love all my wife. I want to wake up tomorrow when I get home from work. I'll do my daughter's bedroom t- bed bedtime routine every single day. D- give her a bath, read the Bible with her, read books with her, and then put her to bed every single day. And so <clears throat> for me, it really comes back to intentional and being intentional. I'm I'm on it with my guys. And if Will Levis calls me at 11 p.m. after a game, a tough game, I'm going to answer the phone, right? But when I get home from work and I put my phone down to go do that bedtime routine, it doesn't matter if President uh, Biden calls me. I'm not going to answer the phone. I'll call him back. I'll hit him right back, right? And so it's the best thing and the worst thing about this business is that it's not a job. It's a lifestyle. And so I love it and I'm ate up with it. I'm a psychopath. Like I I love the grind, right? But if you can't live it, eat it and breathe it, I would say go do something else. But with that greatest thing comes, you can't leave your family behind as you and I were kind of talking about, like you you don't want to leave them behind. And so for me, it's, it's intentional. I'm intentional with my wife. I'm intentional with my kids, and I'm intentional when I'm at my job. So I'm going to share something. The one, you know, we're, we're in different lines of work. Yeah. But, but I've built a business over 20 some years. I have three beautiful children, 16, you know, uh, 13 and yep. 12. And balances, there's no such thing. I tell nope. folks, you want to build a business, you want to be, you want to do something great. There, there's no balance. No doubt. But I will tell you, you're on the right path with intentionality. But the one thing I will share with you is more is caught than taught. Mm. Your kids are watching you. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what they're watching you pour into your right. business right. and your relationships is how they will handle their affairs in the future. Mm-hmm. Don't ever beat yourself up for missing something. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. Yep. If it hasn't already. Yep. 
they're going to see what it takes to be successful. Yep. Since you're going to be there and you're going to be intentional, they're not going to harbor any frustrations or guilt. Dad was there, but we took these vacations. We did these things because of his hard work. But what I'm seeing now, Ed, in my 16-year-old young man is he's observed the relationships that I've had in my life. Yes, sir. And he has truly taken that to heart and He's starting to invest in relationships in his life. That's cool. Yeah, beyond his sure, age. Sure, it's sure. amazing to me. So that's really neat. It, yeah, I see a lot of guys who build things, and they either a they're not intentional. They leave their families behind, which is devastating, mentally, physically. I mean, they just yeah. you know they they're always off doing something. <clears throat> but then I see a lot of guys who just beat themselves up right. about not having balance, and I think that's not. Your kids are finding value in what you're doing, yep. and and your kids are certainly It's your finding. partner, too, and I, I give a big shout-out to my wife. Like mm. You have to have somebody that's a partner rowing the boat with you because, to your point, if it's like you're just doing your thing and you're just grinding and your significant other isn't on board with that, it's not going to work. Yeah. But, man, I, I give her such huge props, and she, she crushes it with the kids until I can get home to help out. Or I've been gone for two days, and she's killing it with the kids. And, and she's never crushing me or killing me about, hey, you couldn't do this or, hey, you couldn't do that. Because, again, we've agreed, and, and this is this is like one of my life credos, is what works for you doesn't have to work for everybody. Yep. And <clears throat> if you've communicated and you've talked about it and, like, you guys are on the same page, that's the only thing that matters. Yep. If it works for me, it doesn't have to work for you. And you can learn and you can glean and you can take so many things away, but you and your significant other have to be on the same page, and then y'all can take over the world. Constant communication. Well, listen, it's been a privilege. It really same. has. Thank we'll you for having to me. Do I it again. Uh, Ed Berry, super agent <laughs> uh, and wonderful friend of the show. Thanks so much for coming. Yes, in. sir. We really Thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to financial success is real simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.